sometimes we read a passage in the Bible and think we know what it means. Today's gospel is one of those passages. In order to understand it, we first need to know the events leading up to our reading. The following have taken place. Jesus has just shared his last meal with the disciples and has washed their feet. He declared, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He told them, I will not leave you orphaned. The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Jesus knows he is leaving soon and wants to give his disciples comfort and hope for the future. Jesus says to them, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. Why does Jesus use the image of the vine? First, the disciples knew how vines and grapes grew. They had probably tended the vines themselves, or at least had watched others. Jesus wanted the disciples to see themselves able to continue his work because they were connected to the vine, Jesus himself. Second, the vine was a symbol of Israel for centuries, and the people would have understood this image. There are many examples in the Old Testament and the Psalms that show Israel as the vine or the vineyard of God. It says, Jesus is the true vine. What does that mean? The key is in the word true. What Jesus was saying to them was this, I am the true, the genuine vine of God, not Israel, for you have gone astray. I am the one connected to God, and it is through me that you come to know God. Jesus the vine and God the gardener each need each other. They are dependent on one another. The vine needs a vine grower because the vine grower knows how the wine or how the vine grows, what it needs, and when it needs it. The vine grower needs the vine to produce the fruit. And we as the branches depend on them both. There are two words in the second verse that we need to look at, removes and prunes. It says, God removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. The word translated removes can be translated four different ways. To raise up, elevate, lift up. To move from its place to take off or away from what it is attached, and to remove. Now, I grew up in western New York, and I know about grapevines there. But in Israel, with a milder climate, tending the grapevines is different. A man named Jeremy Myers believes it should be translated lifted up because he has studied what the vine growers do in that area of the world. He says, grapevines, if left unattended, will grow along the ground. 
and if left lying on the ground, will send little roots down into the soil rather than produce any fruit. They may produce a tiny cluster of bitter grapes this way, but since they are trying to draw nutrients from the soil where their own roots cannot get deep enough, they will not produce grapes. So when the vine dresser comes along and sees branches lying on the ground, he knows what they need is not to draw their own nutrients from the soil, but to get their nutrients from the vine, because the vine's root system goes deep. And so what does he do? He lifts the branch off the ground and supports it in the air with a trellis or lattice work. In this way, the branch has no choice but to draw all of its nutrients, its needs, from the vine, and as a result, will produce many sweet clusters of grapes. This word depicts the tender and loving care of the Father on us as children when he wants us to produce more fruit. This is not a picture of judgment on the unproductive branch, but completely the opposite. It shows how much God loves us and tenderly cares for us so that he can turn us into productive branches. Now that is a different way of looking at this verse, just by using the translation for the word removes. This understanding of the verse sounds a lot like us. We are attached to Jesus, and yet we keep going off in different directions searching, attaching ourselves to other soils that don't satisfy us. We go along trying this and that, trying to find meaning and self-worth, when all we need to do is to look from where we come. This translation shows a merciful God giving us a second chance at bearing good fruit. Now let's look at the word prunes. Every branch that bears fruit God prunes to make it bear more fruit. I remember watching my mother prune her roses. She showed me a sucker. She said, see this stem here? It is much bigger and has different number of leaves on it. It has no roses. It is called a sucker. You have to cut it off so that it won't take all the nutrients from the stems that have the roses. A good gardener knows its plants. The word here translated prune also can be translated cleansed. To prune is to cut off the bad parts or to cleanse the branches so that the fruit will grow. When my mother cut the suckers off the rose bush, she cleansed the bush so it could bear more roses. We are all in need of a spiritual pruning, a spiritual cleansing from time to time. The things that keep us from living in God and God living in us, be it anger, bitterness, impatience, an unforgiving heart, doubt or fear. It is anything that drains our energy and wills to live in God and God to live in us. Jesus tells his followers, you have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. It could have read, 
You have already been pruned by the words that I have spoken to you. The word abide means live. For me, the word lives is much clearer. I don't say my husband abides with me. I say my husband lives with me. So instead of abide, I will continue using the word lives. Live in me as I live in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit unless it lives in the vine, neither can you unless you live in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who live in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. We cannot bear fruit without Jesus living in us and we in him. So what is bearing fruit? It begins with love. Our reading from 1 John today is a wonderful reading about love. It says, God lives in those who confess that Jesus is the Son of God, and they live in God. So we know and believe in love that God has for us. God is love, and those who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. We are to love others and live like Jesus. Galatians 5 lists the fruits of the Spirit, and the list begins with love. All the other fruits flow out of love by us living in God, who is love. They are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It is our relationship, our intimacy with Jesus that makes any of this possible. It is in Jesus that we live and move and have our being. If we do not live in Jesus, we become withered and useless for sure. But the verse in our reading is not referring to hell. Fire does not always mean hell in the Bible. It is just saying that things that are withered and useless are burned. Now we need to look at the word wish. It says, if you live in me and my words live in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is important. All the yous in this verse are plural. Therefore, it doesn't mean if I'm a good person, I go to church, I study my Bible, if I, if I anything, then God will grant me my wishes. Now, a better translation for wish would be resolve or require. And a better way of understanding this verse is this. If all of you live in me, and my word lives in all of you, whatever you may require, it will come into being for all of you. It is a promise to a community and asking for something that is essential. It is not an individual wishing for anything he or she wants, more like a community praying for food to survive. It is important to dig deeper when we study scripture 
Today we have learned that the way words are translated can change the meaning of a passage and show us new insights. I know I have learned a lot working on this sermon. Our passage today ends with, My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. May we glorify God by becoming a branch of the vine where Jesus lives in us and we live in Jesus, a branch that bears God's fruit, which is God's love, from which all good things flow. It is through Jesus that our joy will be complete. Amen.